Hello and welcome to Pods Like Us. I'm Martin Quibone, known to my friends as Marv, and this time I'm speaking with Ryan from the Walk the Line podcast. Hey, Ryan, thanks for speaking, mate. I appreciate it. Thanks for having us on, Marv. Much uh, looking forward to this, to be honest. Long time coming. It's took me too long to get on this. Thanks Much for that. Much too long. Much we'll too have long. you back on sooner than anybody else has ever come back on. Probably. Oh, don't you dare tempt me with a good time. You can come on for a group chat. We'll have a great chat. Oh, there we go. That's when you know you've made it on pause. There is, you know, you go into a group group chat. That's it. That's that's the that's the, the golden ticket right there, isn't it? You automatically got the you've got the gold. I think you got the platinum ticket there. Oh, <laughs> oh, first time I'm, I'm being treated like royalty. Look at that. Yeah, he's not even got a crown on. I'm not even got a crown on. Not yet. I tell you what. Next time I'm having a crown. Then that's it. Next time I'm on, grab myself a crown. I'm going to put it on. I think Spider-Man's a bit too close to that Stratocaster, though. <laughs> That's it, yeah. Get my background. You have a crown, put a crown on him as well. Fuck it. Yeah. So what was your introduction then to podcasting? Had you been listening to them for a long while beforehand? No, not at all. Not at all. My, you know what the, inter- the interesting thing about it is um, I started I started doing podcasting when it was, I was in this infancy. It was, um, I would say, probably back in about 2015, 2014, 15. Yeah. And it was when I did it when um, it was, I had my own business. I had my own recruitment firm. And uh, I was kind of doing a lot of research into like, marketing and how to market yourself out and all that sort of side of things. And one of the main topics that come up, because at that point in time, they were saying podcasting is going to be huge. It's going to blow up. It's going to be so much money involved in it. And a lot of these marketing gurus, as you said, I mean, I spent yep. thousands and thousands of pounds a year on this bloody course or this marketing guru to tell me how I need to grow my business. Yeah. And one of the things he said is uh, podcasting. Get yourself a podcast and um, how to grow it is to get industry experts. Yep. On the show. So I was in logistics and supply chain. And what they said was get some industry experts on the show and then you'll be associated and interview them. Sorry, I should say interview them about certain things about the industry. And then automatically you'll be associated with these guys and you'll, your, your, your stock value will rise and people know who you are and you become an authority in the business. I was like, ah, well, that's a great, that's a great idea. So, um, I started my own podcast. Originally, I actually called it the Walk the Line podcast back then. Um, but then I changed it. <laughs> I changed it to um, another name called, because uh, my my full name is uh, Ryan Alexander Walker. So my initials are R-A-W. So straight away, I thought I'm going to have some fun with this. So I called my the, the podcast after that, Going In Raw. And uh, <laughs> got got a few ton, tons of the head. People didn't like it. Got oh, I'm going. What, what's this name all about? What sort of podcast is this? Is it sort of like, like a, like I don't know, like a, like a, like a porn version of stuff? And I'm like, no, no, it's just about supply chain logistics. So um, that I mean, going forward, I went on and did that for about ten episodes, sort of thing. But I shut that down after um, 
well, I stopped after I closed my business down, to be quite honest with you. I finished the business. I was like, I can't, I want my life back. I don't know if anyone's listening who knows how to run their own business. I don't know if you do, Marv, but it's a lot of uh, time constraints and uh, a lot of uh, stress. And uh, uh, I wanted my life back. So I shut that down. But then I went through, that was a few years later, but then lockdown slapped on my head and uh, that landed. So um, I was like, what am I going to do? Because I really like podcasting as well i wasn't a big fan of listening to them i think the only yep. one i really listened to at the time was the joe rogan one really to be honest and um a couple of more conspiracy theories ones because I, let's be honest everyone loves a good conspiracy theory get your yep. tinfoil hat on and have some fun <laughs> with that and um i was like okay so it lockdown happened what am i going to do i mean at that point in time all i was doing was playing call of duty and developing an unhealthy drinking habit you know what I mean? because that's all yep. you could do just then so um, I was like, I'm going to start my podcast up again. I'm going to, sh- can I do something with it? So I didn't have any equipment, didn't have any sort of understanding of how to do it and what to do it and how to go about it. So I went online. I got myself on eBay and got myself one of those computers, you know, the um, the, the old refurbished desktop computers that you get on eBay. And it was a yep. bundle. And uh, it was it was one of them. I got that for 90 quid. And it had the, the hard disk, the monitor, the mouse, the keyboard, everything that I needed. And uh, I went and got, jumped on Amazon and uh, got myself one of those little cheap uh, cameras and a cheap microphone. And uh, it was like 40 quid each. And that, that's it. So I spent about 150 quid on everything and I was good to go. So I was like, right, let's do it. So that's the main, how I really kind of started really. Because I just, I just love talking to people. I love hearing people's stories and all that sort of stuff and understanding because all you see online and on like Instagram and on Twitter and all that sort of stuff and or on social media as a whole is all these celebrities giving it, oh yeah, great, we're fantastic and all that sort of stuff. But there's a lot of people out there with stories themselves. There's a lot of people out there with really interesting stuff that they've done and nobody hears much about it. And I'd lo- I want to give them a platform to share it, to share their stories, you know, what, what their life's been. And it's been good fun. I mean, it's I've met some great people on there. I met some interesting people, and it's uh, yeah, that was the main way of getting into it, and the main way of actually kind of going down, uh, I would say, the rabbit hole of the podcasting. Because let's be honest, it's a hell of a rabbit hole. There's there's yep. information launched at you from every direction. We we're talking about it before, and uh, it's just trying to understand it and piecing it together and make sure what you're doing is kind of relevant to what you're doing. It's because someone else is doing it doesn't mean it's right for you. So you have to really be a little bit strict. And it's a lot of trial and error I've seen over the past, well, Christ, three years now, three and a bit years, I think it is. So there's a lot of trial and error, but I enjoy it. I love doing it. I just love chatting to people and chatting shit and having some good fun conversations, mate, to be honest. It is. It's fun. It, it is, you know, and... You meet all sorts of people. Like last night when I spoke to Therapy by, it's a bit of a bit of a, a thing here. But one of them, he kept talking about mushrooms for some reason. I tell you what, right? This is all just to obviously to break it here. I don't know if you want to keep this in, but I had a funny story talking of the mushrooms at the weekend. Uh, I went on a date with uh, with a girl, obviously <laughs> with a girl with a lady. Yep. And um, Lady. we went to this club and we went to this club. We ended up going into this, kind of, they went, ended up going into this gay club because it was open till like five o'clock in the morning. And then for some reason, these sort of clubs are always open till five. 
but it was good fun. So we're, I'm in there, and I'm, I've had a few drinks down the neck, so I'm just like, yeah, okay. And we're walking on the dance floor, and it was this big troll. He was a handsome, handsome son of a bitch. I'm like, my God, look at you. I, I mean, I appreciate it. You know, I'm not gay myself, but I can appreciate a handsome man when I see one. Yeah. And he was like, and he was giving all the dance moves and stuff. And he was like chatting to me, and I was like, oh, who, 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 who are you here with? And I was like, oh, I'm here with her over there. And he's like, oh, so you're not like gay? And he's like, no. And he goes, oh, shame. And I went, oh, okay. Well, okay, that was a compliment. Thanks, buddy. And then he was like, I goes to him. I goes, like, who, who are you here with? And he went, oh, my husband over there. And honestly, his husband came over and he's literally completely opposite to him. Big old bushy beard, kind of like bald head and all that sort of stuff. Middle-aged guy with a flannel shirt on. And I'm like, going, oh, okay, I'll check you out. How you doing, buddy? And he was off his nut. He could tell he was on something. It was off yep. his nut. And I was like, okay, what are you up to? And he had this, he had his mate with a little kind of uh, a woman next to him. And he's like, oh, we're we're on mushrooms. And I was like, ah, <laughs> okay. So the girl that I was with came over and she's like, oh, who's your new friends? I was introduced to them all. And he's like, oh, they're on mushrooms. And she went, oh, really? And the girl that he was with opened her bag up and went, do you want some? And she went, yeah, go on in. And I was like, no. I goes, have no. you had done mushrooms before? And she went, no. He goes, right. So it's three o'clock in the morning on a Saturday night in a gay club and you're pissed at your head. Do you think this is a fun time to do mushrooms? She went, yeah, it's a good point, actually. Let's not do that. And I was like, yeah, let's not do that. Because I am not, I've just, I've just met this girl tonight and I am not looking after you when you're tripping balls looking at pink elephants in the ceiling. Yep, um, we'll leave that one there before I go to any stories. <laughs> for, for anybody listening, there are some superb dating stories that <laughs> that Ryan gives on his show. That that one I listened to about um, that's the second one. Oh, yeah. That that made me laugh out loud. The one where, where 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 she was unresponsive. Oh, that pissed me off. Now you you tell, you made a video of that as well on your uh, TikTok. I saw the tag of that. Yeah. That was funny. I mean, it's. The thing is, is when it comes to the dating side of things, Marv, you know, I mean, um, I've only just recently, I've not recently been single, I've been recently single about a year, but I've only just really kind of jumped back into the, I say on the the, the episode, I've not dipped my toe into it, I've basically fucking swan dived into it, so I went full bore. And when you chat to these people, they don't really give a shit, they're just like, yeah, okay. And you're like giving it all the, 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 the spiel in it, and you're giving it all the, yeah, I'm going to make sure this girl likes me, I'm going to give my best lines and make sure I'm upbeat and pleatless. You're, you're selling yourself, basically. That's yep. what you're doing. You're yep. selling yourself. So when you don't get it back, I wasn't getting it back from this girl. And she was just like, I was like, how are you doing? You okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Oh, what have you been up to today? Not much. I'm like, she wasn't even asking questions back. And I was like, right, this went on for a couple of days. And I'd say to you before on the, uh, <laughs> when you uh, you mentioned there, yep. I text her back, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm fine. How are you? Oh, not doing too well, actually. I've been in the hospital. And she's like, what for? Because I've got a bad back for carrying this fucking conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Straight away, blocked, never to be seen again. She didn't like that. And I'm like, what do you expect? <laughs> Christ, you're supposed to be selling yourself. I'm not here to cater to your needs. You sell yourself to me, darling. Come on. But yeah, so that's one of many stories on that show. But I'm guessing some of them think that they're that it with the way that they look, that they don't need any of that. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point, actually. You do get that, especially down my neck. There was a sh- I'm doing Essex in a minute. I know you've obviously the typical Essex sort of side of stuff, and you see all the kind of glitz and glam. Some of them are, some of the girls are a little bit up themselves, but some of them are not. You just have to kind of, you can see them coming a mile away. 
You can literally see them coming. You're like, nope, not today. You're going to be a pain in the ass. And you're literally going to drain my bank account so much. I can't afford you, darling. Simple as that. <laughs> not, in a, not in a prostitute way, obviously, but she wants to go to nice places. Prostitutes are cheaper. Um, so <laughs> so we, we've done show history as well, have we? Because you, you basically said how you started the show as well. So how would you describe the show? Because it's different each time. So you have... It is. You 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 just sort of like ramble on about a subject sometimes, and then occasionally you'll have guests on. I've only re- I've, I've I started doing the show initially just with guests. Yeah. Um. That the, the actual fun story that our, my first ever episode, and I was speaking to Sean about this before from um, uh, Review It Yourself podcast. You've yeah. had him on a few times, and um, I was speaking to him about oh where you tell people about a podcast and they always say, oh yeah, I'll go listen to it. I'll go listen to the first show. And you're obviously experienced, but you're on your like 70th episode. You do not want people to listen to your first one because the first one is always the worst one. It's horrendous. And you're like, no, please don't listen to the latest one. That's my good stuff. Don't listen to what I'm still learning. But um, my first ever episode was actually when me and my mate were, I got all set up. And we're discussing about topics and stuff like that. What can we talk about? What can we say? Who are we going to get on? Because yeah, I needed some help. And we're in a pub. And uh, it was when you could, it was, I used to use Anchor as one of my podcasts and platforms. Don't yeah. use them anymore because I think I don't like how they go about things. Um, the, um, we just, we could, you could record from your phone. And we were yeah. just sitting in a pub. And honestly, in November, no, it was actually the, the October, November time. And we're sitting outside in, in Colchester having a few drinks. He we went, Let's just do one now. And I was like, shall we? So I went, okay. So I went on the Anchor app, pressed record, stuck it on the table, and we just started chatting. And we just chatted about complete anything, anything under the sun, local stuff yep. happening, politics, anything. We had people coming out, because uh, we're out in the beer garden at the time, people coming outside chatting to us. They're, they're, they're in the show. They come and chat to us. Drunk people coming over. Yeah. It was such good fun. I love doing that. But um, so then that's when I realized it's a lot better to I thought at that time I thought getting guests on would be great would be fantastic I can interview them I love listening to people's stories and stuff like that and getting them on um but recently only just recently I've been doing a lot of solo shows because yeah. the the shows that I've done myself I've been getting more engagement and more listeners because I believe that I think the reason behind that is because I'm actually starting to, they're actually starting to see my personality more because when you're doing like a guest show, the, the person who's the guest is doing the most of the talking. It's them that's coming across more. It's them that's come. You're only doing like 10% of the job because all you're doing is asking questions. The other person on the show is doing all that. Hence the reason like, you know, that you do the same. And every now and again, it's always nice to kind of have you as a solo person and be like, look at me. I am actually quite fun. Come listen to me. So yeah. it has been, it has been like that sort of thing. So it's, uh, um, I didn't want to, obviously with the guest stuff, I still do guest episodes. I did one yesterday about men's mental health, which is going to come out hopefully tonight or tomorrow, which is incredibly interesting. I don't restrict anyone on what they say and how they do things, how I go about and describe the show really about the guest is having a few drinks with your mates down the pub. You know, there's no restrictions on what you can do. It's very relaxed atmosphere. I don't want people to be like list of questions. Fair enough topics, yes, but not list of questions and say, I will ask you this and then 
I'll ask you this and that. And it's too robotic. I want it to be natural, free-flowing, exactly the same sort of scenario as this sort of thing, Marv. You know, it's nice and chilled. And uh, it'd be like that. And the, the the sort of guests that I get on, it differs. It differs. It's, and I think that's where my downfall is, really, to be quite honest with you, because I don't really have a niche. You know, they always say about marketing your podcast out is market it to people where they're going to be living. You know, if you're if you're into like a film or a, a review podcast, you go to these sort of places like Facebook groups or Instagram. You know exactly where these people are hanging out. Yep. But when you've got my sort of show, it's like, for instance, one week I had uh, uh, a comedian, a stand-up comic, and then the next week I had I had a singer, and then the yep. week after that I had a fitness instructor, and then the week after that I had um, uh, Christ, an author. So it's really different, and it's really hard. So having to, differ- to differentiate myself away from having that niche is a complete nightmare to market out to everyone else. So it's 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 a good thing, but it's also a little bit of a downfall for the show as well. So I'm still trying to juggle up in the air about how to do it and what to do and the direction where I want to go with the, with, with the show going forward sort of thing. So I'm still a little bit kind of uh, in two minds how I want to do how I want to go about it sort of thing. But, I mean, you'd have the same sort of reaction that my episodes have then because... I noticed that with my episodes, it people will listen to them most of the time, other than the the you know the very small amount of people that listen to all the episodes. Uh, the ones that have listened to the most, well, people listen to according to the subject. I think a lot of the yeah. time. I mean, you yeah. must find that yourself. You do. You do. You never. The thing is, is the problem is you do get people listen to one show, but then the next show might not be good and might not be their thing, yeah. and it's really trying to retain those people who listen to one show and then go, okay, well, that might, the next one might not be for them because they're interested in comedy or they yeah. like stand-up comedians and all that sort of stuff, but they're not really interested in how to write a decent chart-topping song, which is going to be the next episode sort of thing. So okay. it's really trying to really kind of keep them on so the next time they come back to get an update on the show, it might be something more into what they're looking for. So hopefully i cater to everyone i like catering to everyone because there's the stuff there for everyone involved you know and um it's good fun plus i get to speak to complete random people which is amazing and you get to record at ridiculous times with people in other countries i don't yeah i've had that before what i think i've done i think um the one that the the (laughs) this is a funny story when i did one it was one o'clock in the morning and it was one you know uh, the band survivor Oh yeah, does yeah. Eye the Tiger and all that sort of stuff? Yeah. It was it was well, uh, the keyboard player that plays for them. He came on the show, and um, it was one o'clock in the morning. Uh, but he got the timings wrong, so it was two o'clock in the morning because he got obviously time difference, you know, between America. I don't think they realised that we have um, was McCart uh, the daylight savings time and all that sort of stuff over here. So at that point in time, I've had a few beers down my neck because I'm just like oh, I've had a few drinks and that beforehand. So I'm sitting there and I'm chatting to them just like this front of the, the mic and the camera chat away lovely guy great episode but then halfway through i'm like i'm dying for a wee i'm yeah. dying for a wee right now I'm, I'm really desperately dying for a wee i've got like four cans sitting next to me on the desk waiting for this guy so i'm just sitting chugging these away and i'm like i, I don't want to sit there and go sorry mr famous keyboard player from a famous band i just need to leave you while i go to the toilet for about five minutes and now 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 i would now i would say yeah. oh, sorry mate, i'm just gonna go for a wee back in a minute 
But yeah. back then, I was really just, I think that was only like my 10th or 12th episode. So I'm like, oh, I can't do that. So I had to really stealthily go for a wee while talking to this guy in the camera, get one of the cans that was sitting there. I had to wee into the can while I'm talking to him live on my podcast you, you can probably you can probably i don't know if you can hear you can't hear it you can't see it but you can see on the youtube and you can see me just going and leaning forward a little bit and it's like okay so yeah that's a funny story for you oh dear that just makes me think of the dumb and dumber sequence with the cop. it is it does doesn't it <laughs> <laughs> it does come up with that have you been drinking <laughs> yeah he sets it goes, he has like a stroke or something drinking the urine <laughs> it's got a real uh, kick to it. My favourite Jim Carrey film is Truman Show, by the way. Oh, really? I would say that was a good film. I did like it. I did like it. It was good. It's it's, it's a very clever film, the way they did it. It's a very, very clever film. I like that. But um, my favourite is... And, I'm go, I, and I will literally say to anyone under the sun, um, is Ace Ventura 2, right? And they have got probably one of my top... The funniest scene, one of my top funny scenes in cinema history in that film, and it's the rhino scene. That is literally the funniest scene ever in a comedy film. I watch yeah. it to this day, and I am in stitches of him coming at the rhino naked, and it is, oh, it is literally <laughs> outstanding the way he does it. And he's poking his finger through, and he's sticking his head out. He's got ah, oh, and he's making all the facial expressions as Jim Carrey does. Yeah. And he's oh wait, I love it. I've actually got it on my Facebook profile as the background of him sticking his head out halfway through as my cover picture, and it's been there for like ten years, and I dare not get rid of it because I love it so much. Brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> There's a lot of his films. I think you can't go wrong by saying most of his films, really. I know, yeah, he's getting on a bit, though. He's getting on a bit, though. He's retired now, hasn't he, he says. Is he properly retired? So he says. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. made his money now, and he doesn't need to, really. He got a little bit messed up after a while. When he did the one about, um, oh, what's the, the 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 comedian guy? that He went a bit too much into it, and everyone was complaining uh, about, right. what was the one he was doing? I can't remember. It's an old-school comedian guy. I can't remember. Man on oh, the Moon was years it. ago. That was it. It was about Man on the Moon. Yeah, that's when he went a little bit too far. Uh, right. Andy, Andy, something. I think. Andy Kaufman that's from him. Taxi. That's yeah. um, I suppose he was the, he went too much into him because he was being a really like kind of solid, um, like kind of uh, method acting, and he yeah. wouldn't stop. And a lot of complaints were against him and all that sort of stuff. And I suppose that sent him a little bit do lally. Yeah, what they say anyway. I don't know conspiracy theory. You think about what you think about that audience. I think even Danny DeVito, who was one of the producers on it, said that he got a bit too much like Andy because they were friends. I did not know Danny DeVito was a producer on that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Look at him. He's always about somewhere old Danny. I want to be friends with Danny DeVito. I think he'd be such a fun guy to be out on a night out with. Absolutely. Absolutely. So... (laughs) When you so what sort of I mean, this is going to sound crazy because oh, I love it. You must do research. You must research the guest. At um, least I do. Probably I do. I do research them. I do go into a lot. <laughs> the thing is though, I do. Don't, I don't do much. I don't do much. You set into this is you're going into the you. The you're showing my vulnerabilities now, Marv. You know, I do when someone comes on the show or when they because 
how wild used to get get a lot of people turn around to me and say, How did you get guests for your show? And I used and it's just, oh, did they come to you? Now they come to me now, but beforehand they didn't come to me at all. I had to go to them. And I had a lot of um Facebook groups. And uh, I don't know if you know much about them, like podcast guests and Facebook groups and all that. And you put a post up saying, I have a guest, uh, I'm looking for guests in my show, blah, blah, blah. And the next time you go to bed, you wake up the next morning and you've got hundreds of people coming on there. And they're, excuse me, and they're like comments and I'm this, that, and the other. Nine, about 100 people comment on it. I would say about 90 of them are like self help coaches. And they're like uh, life coaches yeah. and all that. And I have no time for them. I've had one life coach on it. I'd never have life coaches again because they're literally just there to sell stuff. And they're, they're just, they all say the same bullshit anyway. You know what I mean? How old are you? I'm 21 years old. What do you do for a living? I am a life coach. I'm like, are you fucking for real right now? I was like, you've not even fucking got, you've not even lived, mate. Never mind. How can you be a life coach? Well, you've not lived enough. Fuck you. So it's a little bit of a rant there. Gone. <laughs> I'm sorry yeah. for that. But, um, you need a life coach like Tom Tom Cruise in Magnolia. That's the sort of life coach that you need. Probably yes. some people do. There you go. Exactly. That's uh, that's what you want. Respect the cock. <laughs> <laughs> Respect it. But um, <laughs> yeah, so, so I had a lot of them. Um, so I had um, you could do when people go on your when they comment on it and when they they kind of. Uh, um, the comment in your states, you can look up the Facebook profile, you can get a little bit of digging. I used to beforehand, um, when I first started as well, I used to get people on for like, I used to say, let's have a chat first, see if yeah. any good for us, which is, hey, I thought was a very good thing to do. So I used to sit there and organize like a 10 minute chat with them before, uh, like a week before the show to see, right, are you mental or are you, what you said is real or what's that all about? And I used, used to be beneficial, but I don't do that anymore now because I don't want to yeah. take away a lot of the um, I don't know, the kind of the surpriseness. I don't know, I just made up a random mm. word, but the surpriseness of the interview. Um, so I try and do as much research as I can. Um, what that entails is basically stalking them on Facebook or social media. That's probably about it. The guy, a lot of people send me draw, especially authors, they send me yep. books. He goes, Oh, here's the latest uh, version of my book, and they send me it the day before the show, and this thing's like 17 chapters long. I'm like, I do have a life, you know. I can't read this book in a day yeah. and then interview about it. So I have to skim through it. So I try I try and do as much research as I can, but I also like to not do as much research. So I like to break I do the research while on the show. So when I speak to them, I'm probing them, I'm poking them. Uh if I don't understand something, for instance, I want to discuss it with them on the show instead of already knowing what they're all all about sort of thing and it, i yeah. think that's i don't i want to be more surprised than anything else you know because i want to be surprised just as the audience is you know and I've, I've been a few a few of the episodes i have been very very surprised you know when they drop bombshells on us i was like jesus christ i did not expect that at all yeah and i had one of the girls on here uh, not too long ago and she was talking about um, like kind of spirituality and like kind of mediums and all that sort of stuff. And I think I I don't believe in it, but I think it's fascinating. So I wanted her to talk about it. And then she was like, I was like, how did you get into this? And then she's like, oh, it was when my husband got murdered on our honeymoon. And I went, holy shit, where the fuck did that come from? Yeah. You know, and it's like, it's stuff like that. And you're like, Jesus, that's a lot to unpack. And she was talking about it. Blase as if nothing happened. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. 
can we go back to that, please? You know, let's talk about this if you're okay with it. And it brings a little bit more excitement to the show. It brings a little bit more kind of uh, uh, angst, kind of, you know, a bit more kind of uh, funness to it, really, to be quite honest with you. So I try my hardest to do as much info as possible on them. Uh, but sometimes I can just be lazy and not. Um, it bites me in the ass sometimes, but sometimes it's good. So uh, that's a long-winded answer to that question. But yeah, right. yes and no. <laughs> it makes me think I should do less. Ah, there you go. Sometimes you don't need to. I don't believe you need to sit there and know this guy's life story before you get on there because that's what the interview is for, is him to discuss your, his life story. So you want to be in the same frame of mind as, well, when I interview people, I want to be in the same frame of mind as the audience, yep. you know? And I want them, yes, you, you know the generic questions, but it's all about when you answer questions, ask questions to people, it's all about a Christmas tree effect. You know, the branches you can branch off, but always remember to stay on that line of where you want to get to towards the end. Um, so if you're talking to someone on here, uh, and I'm, let's say, for instance, I'm interviewing you, I'm like, chatting away, blah, 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 blah. And then you say something that really piqued my interest. We try and go down that tangent. You're like, oh, but what about that? How did you get to that sort of situation? And you make them go off on a tangent elsewhere, but then you have to be conscious to bring it back to the original point, of course. And that's how really to is to kind of how my show goes. You could go off on a massive tangent talking about dinosaurs going down black holes. I don't know, um, ended up in Mars somewhere, but originally we're talking about um, what fitness exercises you do. You know what I mean? It's crazy like that. But as long as you bring it back, it's a great way to do it. Yep. Hence why I have this sheet of bullet points. Just in case. So I know where we're going back to <laughs> and to come back to it. Exactly. That's that's it. That's it. As long as you have to have some sort of visual aid. I mean, if anyone's like looking to do like a podcast and that, I think you've nailed it right in the head. Always you have some sort of like kind of guidance there. So you can you know that if it is a really bad interview and the person is really shit and doesn't really talk much, you've got a little bit of a guidance to try and get that out of there. Cause sometimes during a conversation, I mean I've done it before, I still do it now. I do forget things and I can't help it. And then after the show. And you've said good. You said your goodbyes. Thanks very much. You're sitting there and you go, shit. I really wish I actually thought about that. I wish I asked that on the show as well. And I've missed a great opportunity to dig deeper into him. I'm like, damn it. Yeah. So yeah. So it does work. Mm. It does work. So that's maybe I need to be a bit more strict. Maybe I've done do that, that on the listen back. I've listened back and I've thought, why did I not notice that? That's one thing I've never done. Right. I've never done is listen back to a podcast. And I think. Right. I, Oh, when you listen, when you when you do the editing, you listen. You hate listening back then, aren't you? you? You'll do the edit and you'll listen listen to the edit and whatever, and you'll think, "I didn't notice. I didn't notice that bit there." Which is why now I have a pen and paper with me. So when they're talking, I'll sometimes people might notice. Sometimes if I ever I put videos out, they'll they'll see me sort of like suddenly scribbling something down, like yeah, like that. Yeah, I don't um, I don't edit my podcast. No, not at all. Not once. Don't even even if it's like I'm in an iron and that sort of stuff, I do not edit them. I <laughs> if you want the professional answer or do you want the real answer? The professional answer is is I don't want to disturb the, the free flowing of the conversation. You know, yeah. I want it to keep it as natural as possible um and keep it um entertaining for everyone involved because the more real it is, the more the audience understands it and the more the audience actually relates to it. Um that's one of the main reasons I actually don't edit my podcast. I just yeah. sit there, clip it, put an entrance, put an intro on it, 
Well, maybe a, a bit of an intro at the beginning of me talking and seeing who the person is, or which I don't do much anymore. I just get straight into it and an outro, and that's it. But um, the the real reason is is editing a podcast is probably the most time consuming and sometimes boringest thing, and you probably know as well, Barb, in the yeah. fucking world, it is horrendous and it drives me insane. So I quite. I relish the chance of not editing sometimes. Uh, it takes it takes a long time. I hate it. <laughs> I've done that more often recently than I used to. When I first started, I used to edit like crazy. Oh, it's crazy. It's no point, isn't it? And, and now all I do is I take... Normally what I'm doing is I'll take out bits where the person I'm talking to will say to me, because I'll ask them something and then they'll say, oh, I've just got to look. It's, it normally happens when when I say to them, what podcast do you listen to? And yeah. they'll be there and they'll get the phone out. And you'll have ah, like okay. this dead air for a while while you're waiting for them to pull up the podcast app and they'll just go, yeah. oh, can you just edit this out or whatever? And they'll go, yeah, all right. Yep. So that's it. You know, yeah, I mean, now like most that, I'll yeah. do is like three or four edits an episode. That's it. That's what you need to do. I mean, I understand from that sort of scenario, yeah. Um, you, you have to. Sometimes you do have, you might have some dead air if you if they're doing something or they're trying to remember something now. But uh, sometimes there's actually an app out there. You don't even need to do that yourself. There's AI out there. You can actually do that. It actually does it for you. Any ums, any as, any dead air that's more than a second, it comes in and cuts out for you. I don't mind ums and ahs, as long as there's not too many of them. <laughs> if there's a, if they don't do it very often, I just leave them in. Might as well. Why the hell it's not? conversation. It's when you see when you're actually on there and you go into all these like kind of groups and all that sort of stuff and you're talking because oh I'm always in there trying to network with people, you know what I mean? Just like yourself, sort of thing on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram. And you always see the people going, It took me three and a half hours to edit 10 minutes of a podcast because I had to get rid of all the ums and as on there. And I was like, okay, well, one, who the hell are you interviewing? <laughs> and two, why are you spending that much time for 10 minutes? And there's like, and some guy was underneath it going, how long is your show? It went an hour. And I was like, oh my God, you're going to hate life by the end of this. That's but the thing. 30 hours of editing. Oh my God, just for one episode. And the thing yeah. is as well, they're going to hate the process. So they'll give up. They'll give up podcasting because they'll know that it's so much work. And that's the problem. If you give yourself less work, the more enjoyable part of it is doing this. I was talking, that is the enjoyable part of it. Don't worry about the, the post-production. You'll get better at that. And when your podcast gets a little bit more traction and you'd be lucky enough to make money from it and sponsors, that's when you get someone else to fucking do it for you. Jump on and yeah. get yourself someone else to do it for you. You know what I mean? <laughs> Where are we going? You've actually already touched on editing. I mean, that's going far, far ahead. Oh, yeah. So Bring recording then. And, oh, and recording. what do you do with the recording? Go on. What is it? How do I record it, sort of thing? Yeah. How do you record the show? I used to do Zoom. I first started doing Zoom uh, originally because the majority of my guests that I have are, they're not obviously local to me. Uh, nine times out of ten. For some reason, I don't know what it is, but for some reason, I have a massive US contingency base of listeners. Same. Um, yeah. I just, I, and I did a little bit of research on this. And I honestly, I think it's because obviously US is like about a thousand times bigger than we are in the UK. But I think it's because podcast has taken off more there than it has here. Um, that, well, I don't know if you agree with that, but that's my take on it. That um, there's a lot more podcasts, a lot more listeners over there. Obviously, there's a lot more people. 
but than it is over in the UK. It's now starting to become a little bit more even now. It's, I don't know my show. I can only go off my show sort of thing. Um, but with the UK, they're starting to get there. But yeah, Zoom technology is your friends. You know, I was looking around to find out what the best options are. And at that point was when um, uh, Zoom was free. You could yeah. you could get it for like, unless it's only two of you on a show, which mine was, free for as long as you freaking want. Yeah. And then obviously during lockdown and that sort of side of stuff. But then all of a sudden they decided to kind of go, oh yeah, it's only free for 40 minutes now. We're going to put an extra, like, you can you can subscribe and get as much as you want. And it's like, how much is that? It's like, oh, like 10, 15, quid. I don't know how much it is, to be honest. And as soon as I seen that, I was like, nope, I'm out. I ain't paying for bloody doing video calls and stuff like that. I'm, I'm out of that. So I decided to get away from Zoom. And I went on. It was actually Sean again from Review It Yourself. I said, what are you, what are you dabbling with? Um, because I took a year off last year on the podcast sort of thing. I think that's why my episodes are pretty low at 70. Uh, I took a year, just sort of reason, moving house, split up from the ex-messies and all that sort of stuff. I had to kind of do my own little thing. And uh, when I came back, I spoke to him and went, what are you using? And he just went, yeah, I'm using Zencaster. Um, and I was like, okay, never used Zencaster, but I did a lot of research into that. And the thing I do like about Zencaster is that, you do they, they record the video on and the audio on both ends, which was pretty good. We nearly used Zencaster because I have a Zencaster account. Ah, see, I got myself one as well. So I, I, I wish I, I'd have done that now. Yeah, you should have said, yeah. But Zencaster, I cannot fault it to be quite honest with you. No. Because even if you even if I'm rolling the, the video call now, even if I'm chatting to you and you're audio goes all distorted and your video goes all distorted when it downloads because it's downloading from your machine because yeah. it's recording you it's perfect you know yeah. and it's and that is a great way to do it you know i nearly went for riverside uh i didn't like riverside much because um uh, i don't know why actually i think they were just it's expensive uh, that was it was expensive so i mean i use the i still use the free version of zencaster i don't i don't spend money on that you know, I only do my episodes. If I do, I've not reached the limit. You only get, I think it's 90 minutes a month you get. I've not one reached of the other that yet. Yeah. One of the other shows that I do, one of the co- one of the co-hosts actually pays for that account. So, so you so. know, if, if I wanted to, if I wanted to stretch it and use, you know, all of the bells and whistles. Yeah, I'll say dancing. I probably could get away with using their account, I think. One of the things that I do like about what they do, if you do pay for the, the Zencaster thing, is when you download the 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 uh, the video to it, instead of having the two frames next to each other, yep. they'll edit it for you. When, when you speak, that person pops up, and when I speak, that person pops up. So you don't need to edit that. So it's literally... You can download it, and it's you don't need to edit anything to post on YouTube or Facebook or wherever you put your your video shows, uh, and it's perfect. And I'm like, ooh, so I'm, nine times out of ten, I probably will pay for that by the end of this week, I think, because <laughs> I'm like, okay, let's do it, and it's, it makes a lot life a lot more easier. But yeah, doing a lot of video calls and all that sort of stuff, and uh, um, doing Zoom, then went to Zencaster. I think I'll stay with Zencaster for a, a while now because um, I think. Yeah, they're, they're they're good. I like them. They're decent. They're doing a lot of good things for podcasting now as well. They're kind of yeah. moving forward with a lot of different tools, a yeah. lot of different uh, options and stuff. Like that. They're now becoming a hosting platform too as well, which yeah. is uh, yeah. it's pretty special for them to be fair. But obviously, my first episode was done by an iPhone. That's how I recorded it in a pub, pub a pub beer garden. But then I decided to upgrade it to Zoom and then do Zencaster after. To be honest, 
quick word to people who still you who do use the 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 telephone to do to use you know that uh that service please remember to turn your note to put your phone onto silent or whatever when doing it because you know when they record it using their phone microphone yeah. when they get when they get a notification it's so loud the notification how is it I can hear it so loud when I'm listening to shows. Oh, God. The thing is, is I understand that Anchor was one of the main ones that came through with the hosting platforms and stuff like yeah. that. I, I've I've dotted around hosting platforms all the way through the, the I was going to say, the tenure of the show. I mean, I started off with Anchor uh, just because it was free and I could use my phone. I didn't have all my kits there at the time. And it was yeah. a lot easier. So I did record my first couple of shows via my phone. Um and it's, it's great. Don't get me wrong. If you want to get involved in that sort of side of stuff, you're not going to get the stats on there. You're not going to get anything, all the bells and whistles, as we mentioned before, but you're going to get the basics. And they do help you with creating your own iTunes, Spotify, all that sort of stuff, which is great. That's what you want. But the one thing I didn't like about Anchor was um, they, t- they, they kind of own your podcast. Yeah. And I didn't like yeah. that. I'm like, no, yeah. no, 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 no. My, and the, be- the worst thing I did, well, what? Excuse me, the best thing I did, but the hardest thing that I had to do was move away from Anchor. But because they set up my iTunes, they set up my pod, uh, Spotify account, I had to basically scream and beg and plead for them to give me all the login details so I could actually get into it myself. Um, because the, the the website address is like a massive long list of numbers because it's a generic, it's a computer generated yep. address. And I had to sit there and try and get it, and they would not do it. They wouldn't physically say oh we can't do it and i had to oh it took me months for them to do so uh, and get that sorted so eventually so if you're doing anchor yeah fair enough stay with them if you want to but just if you want to leave be prepared to get all your details back off them because they created it it's it's hard work and um after that i went to libsyn um <laughs> for some reason because yeah. joe rogan's on libsyn i thought well he's on there i might as well use it as well and i don't, I don't like them because they put the prices up and uh after that, I went to Podbean now, so I'm with Podbean, which are not too bad. They do a lot of good stuff with it, but it's all about what is preferential to what you're looking for, how you go about it. You can get hosting platforms and all that sort of stuff that could be better for one person, but not good for another person. Same record. Anything. There's so much stuff out there for podcasts that is literally like, it's like, you know, when you go to the, like, the gym and stuff, there's so many people telling you information. And what I always say to them is, because I've, I've had people come up to me all the time uh, and DM me and say, what's the best way to start a podcast? What should I do? What's the best mic? What's the best uh, hosting platform? What's the best stuff? That's that and other. And I'm just like, whatever's easiest for you, don't worry about anything. You know, just go for what you think is yeah. the best and then learn by doing. Obviously, you'll get pointers the way you go, do some research and just go from there. Don't worry about having everything spot on the first podcast episode that you do because that's never going to happen. You know, you're not going to be any good for at least 20 episodes. And then you'll start to understand how podcasting works, how the stats work. Then you can upgrade yourself to a mic, go from there, lighting, if you're going to do a video podcast, how you're going to do it, how editing tools, editing software, all that sort of stuff. Just learn by doing. Just get your first few episodes out. Simple. Now you're making me think that I need a lamp there shining on me. I don't. It'll probably bounce off your forehead, mate, and just kind of shine on it. 
That's right. Probably just shy. <laughs> there you go. Wear a hat I, next. I can't wear a hat if I, do, if I do that, wear a hat. I can't see nothing. It does exactly the same. I had to turn this down. I sat down earlier and I switched this ring light on. Honestly, I sat down and went, oh, this look, oh, no, no. And you honestly seen <laughs> off the top of my head, because I've got, you don't know this, guys. I've got a bit of a bald head. Um, It was just bouncing off the top of my head. And I was like, oh, Jesus, I need to turn that bad boy down. <laughs> don't want to blame the people who are watching this. So guest, how you arrange them, and then you've got the music and the logo, the 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 burning man, you know, classic microphone. Yeah, I like that. I, I quite, I've not changed. I don't want to change my logo. I love my logo and all that sort of stuff. And it's funny as hell because I've actually got. Oh, you can't actually see it above me up here. I've actually on the back of my wall. I've got a canvas print of my logo of uh, the podcast, which I nice. should put behind me here. I should put it there, but I just like it because I keep looking up at it. Beautiful canvas print, and I got a deal on that as well. Because uh, it's a metal frame and it, it's gorgeous. I love it. I love it. But um, with the logo, do you know what? I, I just I wanted something that's out there, brass, that's going to stand out. I didn't want to be the sort of like, uh, again, with having, because you always see, I was looking through iTunes and seeing what logos were there and who has what and what can I can take inspiration from. Yep. And I encourage people to do the same. Uh, but obviously, choose something that's relevant to you don't copy someone else because it looks cool for them choose what's relevant to you and a lot of people were putting them their, their own faces on there and i didn't like that i didn't want to put my own face on there because it's like yeah okay yeah it's my show but i don't want to be my face slotted everywhere so um i've always wanted like a, a an old school microphone you know the old kind of 20s version of the, the old school microphones and stuff yeah. on fire because it's just like yeah it looks cool it's awesome it's vibrant it stands out you can see it and then choose it choosing the font was an absolute nightmare two weeks it took me to choose that font that i've got on mine because i could never decide i could never decide on it i was like what what sort of font will i do so i do this and i went on canva and canva is a great app for anything uh, to do with that sort of side of stuff and it took me so long i was going through every single one and i even paid the 10 pound a month to get the the premium ones and i was yep. going through all of them all the way it took me so long i was i was hitty fitting and eventually came up with that um with the logo that i've got now so i, I like it it stands out it's a bit more so it kind of understands like the, the microphones on fire is there any sort of like a relevance to it no it just looks awesome and i love yep. it but that's yeah. that's that's where I kind of got the logo from. So I, I took some inspiration from a lot of different other podcasts, and then kind of pulled it and kind of merged it as a little puzzle piece together, and made it myself. The best one is, you know, you found it, and then I mean, I find this. I mean, I think I think my logo is cool, but you go onto these like social networks with your with your podcast, and you get all these people contacting you and saying to you, "Would you like us to do? Would you like us to make?" you a logo for your show and i'm thinking there's yeah. nothing wrong with the logo i've got already thanks very much yeah yeah go fuck yourself mate i spent about three weeks <laughs> trying to say this and then some guy goes i'll do it for you for 10 pound i'm like you son of a bitch where were you two weeks ago <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> where the hell were you and i bet you can't they'll probably the thing is what they do now they do it all through ai and all that sort of sort of stuff that's how they do it they just plug any like uh, mid journey or something like that or a podcast with microphone on fire don't worry, I've done that. That's what that's how I created all my Met stuff is through my journey. <laughs> that's great. But um, but with the, with the music, um, I do. I started off um doing my intro music first of all for my early episodes. I used a mashup of Lincoln Park and Avril Lavigne. Right. Of, I did that because I just thought it was really cool. But then I got a little bit concerned 
later on down it was it was on YouTube and I basically took it off YouTube, but then I got a little bit concerned that uh the more well but preempted a little bit at that time, yeah. the more popular I get. I can't really use that because of commercial rights and all that sort of stuff. And if I want to put it on YouTube, I've got a couple of strikes involved. So I changed it up and I got, so I, I just use some royalty free music to start with, just like a, oh, welcome to the podcast, blah, blah. And it's just like kind of a little jingle that I found on YouTube as well. And it's only just recently I decided to fork out uh, some dollar bills on some uh, a professional from Fiverr to make an intro for me. And nice. I just went to it, it didn't cost too much, it cost me like 30, 30 quid. And he, this American guy, he goes, what sort of like an intro are you looking for? And I mean, I'm into my rock music and my metal music. So I was like, make it a little bit rocky. Uh, just what you want to say. And he did it for us. And it sounds pretty awesome. So the probably the latest four or five episodes has actually got the the new intro on it, which uh, I think sounds pretty cool. And it sounds a little bit professional, I think. Yeah, I think so. Makes you feel a little bit legit instead of just being like kind of, Obviously, I'm not legit and the slightest when it comes to this sort of thing, but it's obviously fake it till you make it sort of thing, you know what I mean? That's right. We're all doing that constantly. <laughs> but I think the fact that we do it, do it that way, I think that makes it more interesting. I'm going to put my light on, aren't I? Makes it more interesting, doesn't it? Yeah. It does make yeah. it a little bit more interesting. It makes it more real instead of being all this like kind of, oh, uh, £1,000. This is another thing. I put that on my show as well. I did a little... Uh, um, one of my other episodes that I did is how the how podcast has changed over the years and how it's been kind of hijacked by all these celebrities and all these like kind of yeah. famous people and all that sort of stuff. And it's putting us, I, I don't know, it's not putting us to shame, but it's putting us down the pecking order when it comes down to shows, especially independent ones uh, like ourselves who have been doing it for years, who have got a good audience, but all these guys are just using their audience to get, money and sponsorships and stuff like that because of their name. Um, it pisses me off a little bit because it's like, well, you're 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 not committed to this at all. We've been doing this. You've you're just basically paying for someone else to do all the production, all the hard yeah. work. We're doing it. We're literally in the front line doing it ourselves. And uh we're trying to come up with some great ideas. And nine times out of ten, all these uh, independent podcasts out there are a thousand times better than all these other shows that are out there. Uh, who are done by celebrities. They're just doing it because it's the new end thing, you know? And once they realize they're not getting as much money as they can, they'll just dwell off. But we'll still be here supporting everyone and actually keeping keeping podcasting alive because if it wasn't for us, they wouldn't be doing what they're doing. We're the ones that are actually doing it. We're the ones in the trenches. We're the ones that are come up with new ideas, coming up with new topics, coming up with new ways of doing things. And if it wasn't for us, these guys wouldn't be doing it. So fucking give us part of that money they're making. Yeah. That's my that's my little take yep. on it. Yep. This will be another one of those episodes where I say, because I've said it recently a lot lately, mm. if it's the difference there between independent and, and that, where I was saying that if you were one of those shows that has so many listeners, you know, you have hundreds of thousands of listeners or whatever, this, that, and the other, the problem you've got there is I think that they're not paid as much attention to. I think they're just there as background, a bit like some radio shows when you put the radio on and, you do, and you're doing the ironing or you're doing the washing at the same time, is it? you're not really paying that much attention to it. Yeah. For the most part, I think a lot of those shows that have these big amounts of listeners are like that. But those that, were, that get the lesser numbers, you're being listened to and taken notice of 
that's wise because I think you've grabbed their attention and you've got those steady stream of numbers that aren't quite so high as that. I think they, that you'll be and listened to more. Well, at least that's what I'm telling myself. Yeah, well, yeah, I, well, that's a good way of putting it. I agree with that. Yeah, I, I do agree with that. You know, you're you're, you're being engaged more. You know, the people who are actually listening are actually engaging. The people who are actually putting on uh, for these higher, like, kind of celebrities, sports people, whatever it is, famous people, you, you mentioned that, just check on the background. It's there. It's just, like, music. But the ones that you're actually listening to are actually engaging with it. They're, they're making sure they're actually understanding it a little bit more. I, I, yeah, I would, I would, I'd like to think I would agree with that. Yeah, I hope so. I think it's a good way of doing it. Just wait till we see the notes for that latest episode of yours that I've written out. <laughs> have you done it? Have you done notes? Oh, you? yeah. Loads of notes for yours. I can't remember. What, what, what episode was that? The one that I was mentioning before we started with the with the actress, oh, uh, the no, Canadian no, actress. One. Why did you pick that one, Marv? I don't like that one. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It just thought it was a good fun. She was right stuck up, by the way, when I was speaking to her. She was telling me, as soon as I actually went on there, she was like, kind of, oh, she's like an actress. She was like, oh, yes, oh, yes. Before This is before we even record the show. She's telling me how to do my lighting. Because your lighting should be over here. You're not masking your face properly. And I was like, oh, okay, sorry, sorry, darling. Fucking hell. And I think it's just, you always see, I don't know if yourself, when you speak to the American audience, uh, they, sometimes they don't get our sense of humour. So I was trying to say stuff, and they were just—it was just going whoosh over her head, and I was like, "Ah, oh, this is this is how it's going to go down now, isn't it?" Okay, fair enough. But it's like she was she, she was cutting you off as well. I mean, you uh, know, I'm not written uh, this up. I'm not written that on it actually, uh, in my, in my notes. But yeah, she was like cutting you off when you were mentioning about the film Serendipity. Love that film. And talking about that, I know I've got in my notes that Sean needs to talk to you and get you and Louise on a show to talk about Serendipity. Oh, I don't. Um, That'd be great. That'd be awesome. but I, I noticed that when you were doing that, she went automatically into the plug, back into you know her book and what she's doing, and yeah. she wasn't going, she wasn't falling into the tangent so much of wanting to converse. It was all about the plug, 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 plug. Yeah, that's that's one thing I've really had to really kind of be strict upon. Um, I'm very strict on my guests now. I mentioned it before when it comes to all these like kind of gurus and all that sort of stuff. Sometimes you do get the other people who are very, very like, I'm here to promote something. I know that anyone who comes on a podcast are there to promote something. I don't have a problem with that. I encourage it. I want you to promote what you're doing. Is that a book? Is that a song? Is that a, whatever you're doing, a course, do, do whatever. But there's a time and a place. If you don't, if you keep promoting what you're doing, you're not going to get people to come over to you because you're not being relatable. Now, if you come across in an interview and you're being more human, you're being more relatable, you understand it, and then plug in when it's necessary, yep. you're going to get a lot more listens, you're going to get a lot more downloads, or you're going to get a lot more sales of whatever you're selling. That is what podcasting is all about, and that's sales 101. I'm in sales myself. I know how to do it. And um, when you see people try to plug stuff 24-7 all the way through the show, I've had them before, and I'm like, oh, my God. And you can see straight away. And I cut off. You notice that my shows normally go from anything from about half an hour to like an hour and a half. Anything yeah. that's an hour and a half, I have enjoyed the show because I want to keep it going. Any podcast that's half an hour, I've not enjoyed it. I can't get anything from them, and I stop it straight away. I just go, okay, yeah, great. Thanks very much. And I still post it. I still Stay true is my word, but um, if it's uh, any any episode that's under half an hour, you know I've not enjoyed it, and I've told him to do one. 
after this, I think. That's not the same with me, by the way. Any any short episodes of mine, because I have a thing where I've had a few younger um, guests recently, because there's, there's a big thing now that's coming up of kids and teens doing their own shows. Yeah, you could effort them. Right? So I've tried to get onto that and listening to them and getting them on. So what I've done with them is I've done the shorter length shows, which are around 20 to 30 minutes. Yeah. So that they're not that long, and you, you find that the shorter episodes actually get more downloads, strangely enough. More engagement. We're in a, we're in a, we're in a, a society where bloody, what do you call it, is like we've got the attention span is very small. Hence, hence the reason why TikTok and all that is so fucking popular. Yep. They should have brought out, what was it, Quibi? They should have brought that out now. They should have done, shouldn't they? My yeah. God. Because how, ba- how awful for them that they came out with that video thing, you know, these short film things yeah. on there, and then suddenly everyone goes into lockdown and nobody wants to watch short films. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Everyone wants to be on Netflix and That's Prime it. and all these other services. Long form, isn't it? No, no long form. Long form's gone, short form yeah. better. But yeah. yeah. It's, it's that balance in that between about what sort of like kind of episode length. There's never, there's, there's never going to be a right, right or wrong answer to this. There's never no. it's just going to be like, yeah, oh, one episode did well because it's twenty minutes long. But then you've got another episode that was fifty minutes long and it did twice as well as them. And then you did another episode that's fifty minutes long because you think if I do more fifty episode minute, uh, fifty minute episodes, it's going to do well. But then the next one you do is fifty minutes. There's hardly anyone listen to it, and you're like. Where's the fucking? Where's the medium? Where's that? Where's that precise moment of yeah. uh, of time length? And there's not. It's all about the quality of content. If you get someone involved in the first five or ten minutes of your show, you're going to get them to listen to as long as you want, because you know that's the the stem of the show. You know, it's it's. They always call it the hook. They always they, they say in any sort of marketing sort of aspect of, it, especially in. Your, even in TikTok videos, they say the hook must be in the first two seconds of your video. I'm like, Jesus Christ, how can you get someone hooked into a video in two seconds yep. without, sh- I don't know, I'm like, oh, Christ. They look at me and go, nope, swipe right uh, or swipe up, whatever it is. Mission yeah, Impossible explosion at the beginning. Uh, that is it. You have to yeah. do something really crazy. But if you, with podcasts, and it is about the hook to keep them engaged, uh, and it's about quality of content. Um, a lot of guys turn around. If you if you want to get really deep, I, I mean, I've went down the rabbit hole all this sort of side of stuff. I mean, I've went really well done. If anyone wants to talk to me, but I'll talk to you to the cows come home. But um, it's all about the quality of content. If you keep your audience engaged and talk about really cool stuff and give them value, they're going to they're going to listen to you for three hours. Yeah. And if you don't do that and you're just doing podcasting for the sake of doing it, you're not going to get much. You're not going to get much at all. Right, that's me. That's me messaging Sean again. Sorry. <laughs> well, you really try to get him to get, get his finger out. What are you doing, buddy? Come on. What are you doing, buddy? You've got a recording with my other half after this. Jesus bless him. He's, he's, he's too busy sleeping his hangover off trying to s- seduce some Russian spy in fucking Moscow of uh, trying to figure out where the the um, the plans for the Death Star is or something like that. Yeah, but he won't be doing it with alcohol because he doesn't drink, does he? He doesn't, does he? No. I tell you, he actually did. I see he did, but he um, uh, we did uh, uh and what did we did um, uh, uh, a, a series of the Die Hard series, and I would every yeah. time I'm on his show, I started off the first one he did because when he the, the way me and Sean met was actually really cool. He it was on Instagram really, uh, 
Yeah. And um, I was just looking for like small time shows and I came across his show and I tagged him in a post. I tagged a lot of people in a post and said, big up these small guys. I, I mean, I was doing it for a couple of years and I was like, big up these small streamers and that, small streamers, small podcasters, go and take a look at the shows. They're really good. And Sean came back to me and said, oh, thanks very much for that. Great. And we just kind of stand up a, kind of a, a friendship from there. And he's like, would you come on the show? And I was one of his first guests. Because uh, right. I, I so originally he actually was only doing like a solo show. I said, dude, get yourself some guests on because it's a lot easier and you can bounce off that other person. You know, if you're doing a solo show, it's a lot harder to keep the audience engaged because you're constantly thinking, thinking, thinking. And you've not got time to think. You have to really be strict with yourself. So when you get a guest on, when that person's talking, you can really engage with them and you can go off what they're talking about and then you can start a conversation. And he's like, oh, well, yeah, I might do that. Do you want to be my first guest? And yeah, I was his first guest on there. So I'm always say to him, I know Bill's his best friend and all yeah. that sort of stuff. But the I said, bromance. I, I know the bromance, but I always say to him, Sean, I was your first. You never forget your yeah. first, mate. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> so, sorry, you put me off now. Um, <laughs> But yeah, that brings me to another one, actually, which is, I mean, the amount of shows that you've been on as well. I've been on quite a few. Yeah. Not as much as I should be, to be fair. Um, I really That's one of the things I want to carry on doing more of. Um, I've been on I've been on Sean's show, obviously, the um, yeah. uh, Review It Yourself podcast. That was a great show. Really good fun time with him. Uh, I've been on a few other ones. Um, the one thing that I have been on, I got in contact with a, uh, an American comedy company sort of thing. Yeah. And they got in contact with me about being on a guest on there, sort of like a round table. It was only like a, it, it was sort of like a podcast version of Saturday Night Live. And they were like, okay. it's, it's, it's a news, so an entertainment news channel. I don't know how to describe it, but then every, every week or every other week or something like that they have like a big round table on zoom and all that sort of stuff and they discuss recent things that happen and they always want to get people like uh who are looking to be discovered and they got me on there yeah and i was like and these are i was like are you ready for this are you sure and that was another one i had to wait up till three o'clock in the morning for this because it was in america and i was like oh jesus yeah. christ this is gonna be and i was at work the next day as well so there's me supping red bills and coffees and obviously alcohol down my neck to keep myself <laughs> coherent at three o'clock in the morning because I'm getting old man you know I mean I can't stay up that late before without without any help. Yeah. And um yeah that was good fun actually that was um talking away and you could see they were asking me questions and I'm me I'm just out there I'm a bit like blah 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 and you can see straight away that their uh reactions to my jokes and all that sort of stuff were just going straight over their heads again they don't understand the, the the kind of British sense of humor. And I think nine probably about the majority of them didn't understand a word I freaking said because of the Scottish accent, because I was nervous. I've never done anything like that before. And I was like, blah, 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 blah. They're like, what the fuck are you talking about, mate? Because <laughs> I just couldn't understand. It's a Scottishness. It's, well, I have to really, if I'm on like a show like this, I have to really kind of concentrate and not just go off on one because I have a, I'm the, as I say, like Sean again, I have got an opportunity to go off on one, I will take it. Yeah, but um, I was a really good show. I did that one. I've done one with an American, um, because I'm an ex forces man myself. My background is uh, Air Force, I was in the RAF, and um, I had one of the a, a great guy who does like a forces, um, American forces podcast sort of thing, and he was chatting away to me and um. 
uh, we had a great conversation talking about the difference between military uh, Americans and British military and all that sort of side of stuff. And a great chat about that. And I did another one is where I've done, I think, I think that's probably the only ones I've done. I've done one, one of them. Well. One of them shoots the, the shoots people by accident that are on the same side of them. And the other ones don't. Oh, Oh, here we go. Drop that bombshell, man. I love that. Controversial. <laughs> oh, friendly fire. Ooh. Blue on blue. You like that, you yank bastard, didn't you? Um, I went there. I went there. <laughs> <laughs> See, you, you give me you give me an opportunity, man, and I will take it and I will run with it. But um, one, of the, one of the ones I actually did do was actually the truth about my life. I like because I there's a couple of YouTube channels. There's an older gentleman. Uh, in America, he wanted to do uh, an interview on me, just wanted to speak about my life and all that sort of stuff. And that was really good. But the one before that I did was um, uh, with a girl who does a very, very similar sort of like kind of podcast to me. Because I've not come across yeah. many podcasts that do what I do and have a, a variety of different people. They're normally, because as you say, rule number one of podcasting is be a niche. You've got an audience, yeah. you've got a niche in there. I ain't got one. My niche is the whole fucking world right now. So I, there's not many people who actually are stupid enough to go to my sort of avenue sort of thing. But this girl was. And um, the worst thing about it, I had my microphone all set up. I had that. But she used a different... I can't remember what platform she used. It was a video call. And uh, she, I joined it. But instead of... Because it was a new platform I've never used, uh, the audio was coming from my bloody webcam. Yeah, And uh, I was like chatting away thinking it was coming from my mic but it wasn't it was my webcam it was coming from so the, my audio sucked massive ass it was horrendous yeah. so it came out and it took a longer it said it'll be out tomorrow or a couple of days a week and a half later it eventually came out I was like, why is it taking so long and eventually then i heard it i was like oh my god that sounds horrendous because the audio was coming from my mic uh, my um my camera and that's my mic. I was devastated because that was my fu- that was my first ever proper interview that people wanted to hear about me. And I was like, I was so excited. I was telling my friends and all that. And they went, right, you sound like shit. I was like, I know. I'm so good right now. So yeah, but that's one of my main goals this year is to get on other people's settings. shows. It's settings, yeah. Always check your settings, guys. Always check your settings. But that's one of the main things I want to do this year. Is try and uh, get on other people's shows. Try and be a guest on other people's shows because it's 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 a lot more fun. It takes a lot of pressure away from you because you're obviously uh, you know, as you know when you host a show you're always thinking of what they're hearing, what you're doing, how to when the next question is going to come, where can I go with this? But when you're a guest, you can say whatever the fuck you want. All you need to do is answer questions. So that's the next goal. So hopefully, any guys out there want me on the show, go for it. I'll try not to swear that much. Right. I'm not going to edit any of that out whatsoever. <laughs> it's going with a big, massive E. Go for it. Explicit. E. Explicit. Go for it. So, um, you know, I was going to say something there. I don't know what. But, yeah, I I mean, I've been on Jacked Up Review. That was one podcast that was on. That was a yeah. shot out of the blue that they asked me to come on. Oh, they nice. wanted me to do um, – they were doing a roundtable about James Cameron. I think raced, which is a bit of a round table. What a topic! How many times did you slate James Cameron? Well, they they know for definite that I don't. I'm not a fan of Avatar. They know that you're not a fan of Avatar. Why not? I just, I just, I fell asleep. <laughs> what the first or the second one? First one. I haven't seen the second one. Ah, oh, the second one. The second one's not as good. Well, the first one. Did you go to the cinema this year? 
no, no, no I, got it out on D- I got it out on DVD and I, I was <clears throat> watching it on a site somewhere. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 of course. We like yeah. to be doing it. Yeah, of course. <clears throat> yep, yeah, yeah, earning <laughs> the shekels. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, d- I didn't really, I just thought it was a bit, I thought it was a bit boring, but it was also similar to other things. It was like, a, it was almost like a jigsaw film. So, I'll yeah. take that bit from Aliens. I'll take that bit yes. from the from Abyss. Yep, yep, I'll yep. take this bit from <laughs> Terminator Two. Put that in there. And yeah. It's like it's almost like the very best. You've probably even got bits of Titanic mm. in there. But well, you have. But yeah, you yeah. know, because you got the love thing from Titanic in there between him yeah. and you know Zoe. What's her face? Been Saldana's character or whatever. Weird. Um, you know, it's sort of like an avatar having sex with them. Alien but, creature, but where's bestiality you know, at the end of the inner? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. it's like I just felt. I mean, if an alien came down here and I, I, I started fancying like a little grey or green alien, I'd like, like, dude, you're weird, man. What the fuck's the matter with you? Yeah, it, yeah, it's weird. So I'm not a fan of that film. I mean, but, but I was really, you know, I can say it now because you know you've already sworn. I was really pissed off that I wasn't available to do the talk that they did about Prince. Because I could have just, I could just go on about Prince for ages. Because I think he's, he was an incredible artist. Oh, he's fantastic. Prince is like a visionary. He was well before his time. That guy. Yeah, and I would go along lines where we were talking in one of these Beatles shows we were to, that were that, I'm, that I do, and we were talking about Paul McCartney being prolific. And I agree with my colleague who said the only person who comes close to the how, how prolific McCartney was would be somebody like Prince because Prince was always doing stuff. Yeah. Have you seen the, um, oh, Christ, what's his name? The guy, you know, the guy who did Clerks and Dogma, the, the director, he did Kevin Smith, Bob? yeah. Smith, what's his name, sorry? Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith. Have you seen the, the talk that he did regarding Prince and that Prince hired him to make a documentary about him? No. Fascinating. It's on YouTube and he did it, it's about an hour long. Yeah. Uh, and he goes into massive detail when Prince hired Kevin Smith because he watched Dogma and he yeah. hired Kevin Smith to come and do like a, a film for him. And it was, he goes, it was the most weirdest thing I have ever made in my entire life. He goes, and he goes into detail. I, I don't want to ruin it because I, I won't be able to give it justice. But yeah. honestly, type it out about Kevin Smith on Prince and he goes into detail about it. Fascinating. Fascinating about how crazy Prince is towards the end uh, because he was batshit crazy. He was batshit crazy, but at the end of the day, all the, the great artists are, to be fair. So you've got that for him. Dogma is my favourite Kevin Smith film. Love Dogma. Such a funny film. Yeah. Funny satire is to the max. It's brilliant. And perfect casting of God. Oh, yeah, Alanis Morissette. Alanis Morissette. <laughs> Spoiler alert, guys. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> but Alanis Morissette. She doesn't speak as well. It's even better. I know. <laughs> she, she gets she gets paid almost as much money for Vin Diesel, who gets paid loads of money for saying saying three words in the Marvel films. I know how how long he's literally made a mint just make doing that, isn't he? He says three words like yeah. in different tones and all that sort of stuff. Except spoiler alert, he says more than that at the end of Guardians Three. Oh, he does, doesn't he? We don't want to. Oh God, no! Did he actually do the? You know when there's Baby Groot? Is it just his voice dumbed down or like transistor or I, something? Actually, you know, I saw footage of him recording it, and he did it in that voice in no. the studio. I know. Tell you what, Vin Diesel, 
man of many talents. Look at that. He's shown his acting prowess already. He's more than an action star. He's got acting ability. What's that one that I saw him in? I saw him in a film, actually, where I thought, damn, he's acting there. And it was the one where he was a criminal, but he was representing himself in court. I'm not seeing that one. I can't remember the name, but he had hair then as well. But, um, yeah, I um, yeah, I thought he was fantastic in that. But then I thought he was good in Saving Private Ryan. He's great. That's his big break in Saving Private Ryan, wasn't he? Mm. That was his big yeah. major thing to do, which is awesome. He's good now. He died. Interesting that the big film, big first films for for him and Paul Walker were war films because Paul Walker was Flags of Our Fathers. Oh, was it? He was one of the uh, one of the ones actually that that held the um, the flag. Oh, I must see that film. He's had to rewatch that. I think. God, yeah. I tell you what, come on, come on, this show and it's like a school day. You know what I mean? You're gonna learn something new every day. I love that. I'm throwing a grenade out here, but I, I like the Japanese ver- the version because you know Eastwood he made two at the same time, didn't he? He Did made okay. he made Flags of Our Fathers, yeah, which is from the American side, yeah. But at the same time, he filmed Letters from Iwo Jima, which is the same story but from the Japanese point of view, and he made wow. the two films at the same time. And if you can pull up with it being in Japanese, Letters from Iwo Jima is an incredible film. I remember that. I've not seen the Japanese one, but I've seen obviously the the, the obviously the American side. But yeah, I remember that coming out. Yes, I do recall that now. When you you've reminded us that was that's a G. Clint Eastwood, the guy's a fucking legend, isn't he? What's yeah. he all about? Fucking gangster, love it. Absolutely. You know, we're not half gabbing here. I know um, <laughs> tangent. I love it. <laughs> what have I got here? Ryan's tips for a good life. No, actually, no. We've gone straight past standout episodes. Standout episodes for mine. I, I'm probably, I've probably I've got two, and yep. um, well, I tell you, I've got to be fair, I've got a few. The ones where me and my mates get pissed up on it are always the funny ones because what we did it was like end of seasons. I started doing seasons when yeah. I first started and end of season one, end of season two. And it was just me and my mate Adam's story. And he's like my best mate and he had his own podcast at the time. And I just got him, we just got pissed up while on this. And the shit we come out with was crazy, stupid, funny stuff. And if you just want to have a laugh, just listen to that. Um, another, probably the best, one of the, there's two best ones that I've done. Uh, one was, um, you know, I'm really crap with names. I'd have to get out and have a look at it. But there was one with, it's gone back a few, but I re-released it because it was that good. Um, it was about a, a gentleman whose brother um, committed suicide. And it was due to the fact that it was um, his brother was being abused by his uh, his local priest. And this was in a local town, a very church-given town sort of thing. And um, uh, Sam Unglow, that's the one. Sam Unglow. Have a look at that. And um, he was getting abused by uh, his local priest in a small town. And as you can imagine, in America, small town America, hugely Christian neighborhood, yep. huge scandal, got dusted under. It was happening for years. So his brother decided to write a book about his, his life and what happened so he could release it to the world and let people know about it. And... Uh, Basically, what happened, he eventually the priest got found out. He got convicted, found out he was doing it to numerous people run about the, the, the community. And uh, the church covered it up. They basically covered it up, sent him away. Think nothing happened to him. Then go to jail, nothing. And he got sent away to a different different state uh, and 
left all the victims with mental scars, physical scars, everything. It was horrible. And unfortunately, his brother killed himself halfway through writing this book. His brother just couldn't handle it, and he's killed himself, unfortunately. Took his own life. Uh, so his brother decided to finish the book. He decided yeah. to finish the book and go through all of that. And it was just him talking about the, the book itself, the, the community that we're working, uh, that we're living in, how this affected the community and a lot of different aspects of it. He goes into a lot of detail, which is, I didn't expect him to do so. Uh, I didn't ask it because I was, it's a very touchy subject for someone who's talking about it and trying to get information. You don't know how to react and how, what to say and what not to say, but he was very good. He just went, say whatever you want and ask whatever you want. I'm more open than you think. So I did. And he was talking about how he, he actually found he, 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 the, the, the whole part of the whole, um, uh, podcast that really got to me was uh, he actually found where the priest lived and he pulled up outside his house with his friend and he said he was like um, I go so much what did you do and he was just like uh, I could have walked in there I wanted to bang on his door and kick his door in but his mate turned around to me and said if you do that your life will be over and he yeah. goes your brother won't want that for you and that's when he stopped and he drove away but he was telling me about um he released the book and the church have tried to snub him, tried to do a smear campaign against him because they're trying to cover it up because it's making them look bad. You know, yeah. it's it's a horrible situation. And, and uh, yeah, unfortunately it happened. Uh, another one as well was more recent. Uh, that one that I just said about Stab Mungle was a couple of years ago. This one's more recent. This was great. And uh, this one was about, uh, oh, this God, again, I'm so bad with bloody names and stuff. I'll have to, grab it from my, my director bear with us mate sorry you can edit this out can't you we... editing <laughs> <laughs> you know while we're in editing mode yeah yeah you need to check that out rewriting dad oh okay this woman got hold of her dad's um he'd, he'd kept extensive like journals right her dad her dad did and through this she found out that her dad used to be with the mob. Oh, Jesus, I love that. This is going on to something I'm about to talk about now as well, one of the recent ones. Um, one of the other ones I do really, really, I, I had a great chat with this, uh, Pepper. Uh, Pepper ran on it. Was, it's not a real yep. name. She has to do for a reason I'll tell you in a minute. And her is called the, the Notorious Texas Swindler. And it's a, a real story of corruption, organized crime. And what basically what happened, it's, uh, you know, Walking Tall, yeah. film with the, the rocker that's exactly sort of similar sort of scenario to that is that uh, a local town was being corrupted by a local gang and they thought it was only going to be just a local gang and cattle rustlers and all that sort of stuff and how she got involved was her cousin was involved in it and he was well, asked deep into this sort of trouble and all that sort of thing and they, they found out the whole town was corrupted but it wasn't just corrupted by local sort of like kind of uh, criminals. This went massively wide scaled. This went national, and it was all about the mafia getting involved. It was all about stuff like that, and it was all about um, how the the they found out that she's writing a book about it, and yeah. they basically tried to uh, they they deleted they hacked into a system and deleted her book three times, and uh, as well as uh, they loosened the 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 wheels are the the nuts on her car so that our, she would crash and. 
basically. Wow. I, I, she, she was uh, attempted murder. She had death threats constantly. And she's eventually wrote this book. So that's probably one of the best ones I've heard. And she goes, she's a great, great, great person. She goes into detail. She talks about it. And she's got the Southern, the Southern American accent, you know, that kind of, hey, how you doing, man? And it's like that. It's like that. And I love that accent. And she's so sweet. And she's so nice. And she goes into detail about it. And that's one of my favorite episodes recently. That only, that was only a couple of months ago as well. You know, you've made me suddenly think, because you mentioned Walking Tall, and I talked to a podcast called that last week. You did. Oh, it came out. And I've just thought, walk the line. Does that come from Johnny Cash, oh, by perchance? Don't. Everyone keeps saying that. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Because, um, obviously, I've got inspiration from that, yes, but it doesn't. It's not, obviously, about the same sort of scenario. It's The reason why I call Walk the Line is... The main reason is, is, is the, the story between it's because my show is like a story show. Uh, it's literally walking. It's a similar sort of scenario with uh, Johnny Cash's adaptation of why it's called Walk the Line. It's literally gone between uh, you're telling a story, what's true, what's not. You're walking the line of life, if that makes sense. You yep. know, you go one side, you can fall off, you can do whatever. For the other side, you can do whatever sort of thing. So that's how I kind of perceive it. Plus, it sounds cool. So, even though we're going a long time, this is a cool chat, and I keep mentioning that, only because this is supposed to be recording after this with my other half doing a show. Oh, no, you're going to get shit. So we're holding that up. Um, Ryan's tips for a good life. Let's see what you come up with this. Tips for a good life. It's, you know what? Normally, you know, just, just be happy. Do something that you love. Find something you care about, grab it and go with it. Be kind to people, speak to people with respect. Don't be an ass. Yep. If you see someone who needs help, help them. You know, it's all about kindness and respect and being open to people. You know, you're going to go through, people are going to go through life with hardships. They're going to go through life thinking the world's up against them. Yes, life isn't fucking easy. You know, um, a lot of people out there are probably listening to this, no idea what they're fucking going to do with their life. Christ, I'm pushing 40. Sometimes I don't know what I'm going to do in my life. You know, I've been doing a career that I hate. Yeah. You know, you know, and it's exactly the same. You find your passion, find something that you love, find something that you actually care about. You know that you're going to enjoy and run with it. Who cares what anyone says? You know, that could be anything. It could be you want to be a professional pool player, fucking go for it. Life's too short to sit there and do the the the, the corporate world stuck behind a desk looking at a computer for eight hours a day, then being told that you're not doing well enough because the you've not made so many calls or you've not done this or you've not yeah. done that. Fuck them, man. Do what you want to do. And don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Surround yourself with people who are in the same mindset as you. That is a huge thing. Get rid of all the naysayers. Get rid of all the negative people in your life. And sometimes it might be hard to do that because sometimes they might be family. The biggest people, your the biggest doubters in your life will be your own family. It's a given. You're just going to have to really kind of take on a chin, take a journey, take a jump, and do the risky things. The old school phrase is in it. It's like if it was worth it, it would. If, if what's it they say? They say if it it wouldn't be easy. You know, it's anything worth having does not come easy. There you go. Uh, if it was worth it, everyone. If it was easy, everyone would do it as well. You know, I'm coming up with all the cliches now. But yeah, be happy. Do something that you love. Be kind to your fellow person help people. You see someone crossing the road is struggling, you go and do that. You know, make sure that you give back to people because it will come around. People will help you. And if we build a society in that sort of culture, 
will be a lot less fucking miserable because people are miserable right now and it's time for a change. Would that be along similar lines to what you'd suggest to people for pod- if they were doing a podcast as well? Oh, definitely. Definitely. If you want to do a podcast, you go for it. You know, it's, there's so many people out there who are just are too scared to wonder what people thought of them, think of them. Yeah. You know, it took me a long time to be uh, to understand uh, that people don't give a shit about you. They don't care. You know, and, and I was going through my life worried doing stuff. I didn't. I wanted really passionate stuff that I really wanted to do, and I didn't do it because I was worried about what people might thought if I did yeah. it. Friends, family, colleagues, whatever people you work with, even your partners. You know, and it's only just recently it took a long time for me to get out of that. Do not give a shit about what people think of you, because at the end of the day, yeah. they're probably talking about you. If they are talking about you, it's probably because they want to do it and they can't do it. But you've got the balls to fucking do it. Find yeah. something you love. You want to start that podcast? Get on eBay. Get on. You don't need thousands and thousands of pounds for a big old setup. Get involved. I did it for a hundred quid, and I got myself set up. Get on there, build it, and then learn from it. No, don't look at the easy way. It's not going to happen overnight. You're not going to get thousands and thousands of followers in your first two episodes. It doesn't work yeah. that way. Be consistent. Do the small things consistently, and that is when you become successful. Simple as that. Yeah. If you build it, they will come. Can't say it. Couldn't have said it better myself. Field of dreams. Field of dreams. Love that. Go on, Kevin. There you go. Good lad. So where can people find you and get hold of you then, Ryan? All over social media, uh, Twitter. Yep. Uh, on Instagram, you can look for me on uh, at uh, the Walk the Line podcast official. Uh, you can get me on uh, my Twitter, which is Ryan underscore walk 83. Uh, or you can go to my website, which is the walk the line podcast.com. If you want to be a guest, there's a form to fill out. Come straight to me. We'll have a chat. If you want to come on, all the podcasts there. The merch is there. If you want to buy some hoodies, you want to buy some mugs, some mouse mats, anything you want, it's all on there as well. Okay. Thanks very much for this, mate. I appreciate it. Thanks so much, Bob. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, mate. So you can find Pods Like Us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Threads. There you go. Got the new one. Yeah. There we go. Trying, trying, trying. And you can contact us through podslikeus at gmail.com. Anyway, thank you, everyone, for listening, and hope you listen again to another episode of Pods Like Us. Yeah, because he keeps a lot of things secret, doesn't he, Sean? He does, doesn't he? Lots he of secrets. Does. You know, you have to be careful of that. You have to be careful. Yeah, I, I can't, I can't, I can't put video up on 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 YouTube because of my job. All right, what do you do? <laughs> He's like a secret agent or something, isn't it? He just wanted to sit there and poke at him and prod more. What do you do? How would you go about it? What do you do? Well, do you I use know. any gadgets? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Have you got a watch that shoots lasers? If you have, <laughs> can I have one?
Have you got something that has the initials PPK? <laughs> oh, mate, I tell you, I tell you, if you're, if he's a secret agent, I tell you what, where we're fucked. We're screwed, to be quite honest with you. God help the rest of this country. You know, that's the post, the poster child for the MI5 writer, Sean. No, sorry, Sean, I love you, really. I'm only kidding. This is going in post show. <laughs> Here we go. It's already oh, started, dear. but see, I can't help myself sometimes. <laughs> oh, dear. Right, let's see where we go. Okay. Right, give you two seconds. I'm going to grab a quick drink from the fridge. Give me two minutes. That's fine. <laughs> 